Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. If you love this podcast so much, I strongly encourage you to click on the merchandising link in the show notes so you can buy some things with the logo on it, the logo of this podcast. You, you got to show off your love for it. You could get a t-shirt. You could get a mask because that's a thing that we all wear now. Phone covers, onesies, magnets, stickers, sweatshirts, other, other good things. Mugs, probably, yes. Mouse pads, maybe. Do people still use mice? I do. Let's talk about the words. The first one in this episode is courtesy. C-U-R-T-E-S-Y. Courtesy. I feel like the courtesy, when I think of that word, I think of C-O-U-R-T. Uh, and now I'm, I'm kind of blanking. Is that, that is a word, isn't it? Courtesy with a C-O-U. Well, we, we should just go do a quick little uh, a quick little double check here. Where is the C-O-U section? Here we go. We're getting close. Courtesy. It's very possible I haven't even recorded it yet because I have skipped a few episodes waiting to see if I can get some guests. Ah, yes, here we go. Courtesy. Um, so that is different have I recorded this? I must have. God, that was a long time ago. Okay, so this is the courtesy with no O, and it is a noun from 1523. A husband's interest upon the death of his wife in the real property of an estate that she either solely owned or inherited, provided they bore a child capable of inheriting the state. Wow. Okay, compare to the word dower, D-O-W-E-R, which I believe would be the similar thing for a woman instead of a man. Uh, you know, okay, we're, we're using these old terms because, yes, this is from fifth, the 1500s. Okay, so let's break this down. Uh, wife dies uh, upon the death of his wife in the real property of an estate that she either solely owned or inherited. So a woman owns a property. She either inherited it or she bought it. And she, they had a child who could also inherit this estate, but she dies and then the husband gets a portion of it or gets something. It's a, it's a little confusing, but it's something to do with all that that I just said and read. Hmm, yeah, this is definitely a thing that I feel like does not exist anymore or possibly might exist in a few cultures in the world, but not uh, not much. Okay, there's a funny thing happening right now. I'm on the bed. Uh, I, I flipped over a blanket which covered a cat, and the other cat came in, and she is now climbing over the other cat, which is under a blanket, and she's trying to find a good... This is going to be very interesting to see what happens. She's sniffing. She probably smells the other cat, I have to imagine. Oh, <laughs> cat number one, Audrey, just made a sound like, why are you standing on me right now? Uh, so, okay, I'll keep you updated. The sound effect will be boop, 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 boop. The second word, I'm not going to number these words. The next word is 
Curtilage. C-U-R-T-I-L-A-G-E. Curtilage. Noun from the 14th century. A piece of ground as a yard or courtyard within the fence surrounding a house. So the yard or the courtyard is uh, surrounding a house, but it is within the fenced area. And that is a curtilage. Um, This is from Anglo-French, courtille, which means garden or curtilage. Also from curt, which means court. So it's, you know, it's a court. By the way, for courtesy, the etymology just says that it is from the Middle English word courtesy, which means courtesy. That is the one spelled with the with the O. Uh, so it's like a courtesy to the man. Here you go. Here's a thing for you because your wife died. Maybe? Boop, 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 boop. Next word. Curtsy. First form. C-U-R-T-S-Y or... S-E-Y, noun from 1533. All right, just a little update on the cats. Bailey, the second cat, is now walking away from cat number one, Audrey, trying to find a place to lay down. So, curtsy, uh, if I didn't say the year, it's 1533. An act of civility, respect, or reverence made mainly by women and consisting of a slight lowering of the body with bending of the knees. Sometimes I think you will see them cross cross their legs somehow. Maybe one leg goes out to the side. Uh, their knees are bent. Sometimes they will flare their arms out to the side. Maybe they will pick up a little uh, part of the dress and lift it up a little bit. There's lots of ways to curtsy. Um, but yes, obviously this doesn't have to be by women, it does say mainly by women, although I think hundreds of years ago, all, you know, one, one, two, five hundred years ago, uh, see, see, back then, uh, men were the one who would maybe wear dresses, or wear heels, or wear wigs, everything was sort of flip-flopped from what we stereotypically think of these days, uh, and so I believe back in the day, they would also curtsy. Things change, it evolves. If you want a curtsy, curtsy. It's a much more fun and flamboyant way to uh, to give civility, respect, or reverence to somebody. Boop, 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 boop. Next word is the second form of curtsy. Intransitive verb from circa 1553, and this is just to make a curtsy. Uh, it's an alternative of curtsy with an O. So maybe in court, courtsy, in court, they would do this, uh, do this thing, this movement. Boop, 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 boop. Next word is curule. It's a little hard to say. Curule. C-U-R-U-L-E. Curule. Adjective from 1600. Trying to slow down. It's hard. One, relating to or being a high-ranking dignitary of ancient Rome entitled to occupy a special chair. Number two, of relating to or being a chair or seat reserved for Romans of high rank 
that resembles a backless stool with curved legs. So this is, so the first one is the person, and then the second one is the, literally the seat that they sit on. It resembles a backless stool with curved legs, also of relating to or being a 19th century seat with legs of a similar style. And uh, maybe we got to find a picture of one of these cure rules. Uh, just just the, uh, the chair or the stool, not the person. This is perhaps, uh, this is from the Latin curulis, which is perhaps an alternative of curulis with two R's, which means of a chariot. Also from curus, which means chariot, from curere, which means to run. So the chariot is running, but but how does the thing of a chariot, how is that related to the person who is a dignitary or the thing that they sat on? I think in a chariot you're standing. But it's all from the same area and time period, so I'll let that slide. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Next word is curvaceous. You can spell it two ways. C-U-R-V-A-C-E-O-U-S or you can replace the E with an I. Adjective from circa 1935. Having or suggesting the curves of a well-proportioned feminine figure. Well-proportioned. Uh, so, I mean, that's a very judgmental statement, isn't it? I think that what they mean by that is, how how do you put this? Um, that the proportions of the hips to the waist to the bust to mostly that is quote-unquote standard or typical. And, of course, that doesn't... Well, anyway, we're getting to the judgment side of things, but for for this word specifically curvaceous... That is what you mean, because there are curves. It goes out and in and out and in, and that's that's the whole point of this word. So, we have an example. A curvaceous actress. But then broadly, for the definition, it is having a smoothly curving shape. Yes, that's what we're talking about. It curves. It's not straight up and down or some other shape. It curves. Uh, and of course, this can be Male or female, typically men don't have a curvaceous figure, a feminine figure, but that's a, that's just a very, uh, that's a generalization. So specifically with this last one, having a smooth curving shape, the example here is a curvaceous coastline. So this has nothing to do with a person. The coastline can be curvaceous because it curves. It, it like S-curves left and right and yes... Uh, let's see, there is no etymology. I think it's a very nice shape. I think all, all the shapes are nice. Boop, 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 boop. Next is curvature. Curvature, 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 curvature. It's a noun from 1603. One, the act of curving, the state of being curved. Two, a measure or amount of curving. Specifically, the rate of change of the angle 
through which the tangent to a curve turns in moving along the curve and which for a circle is equal to the reciprocal of the radius. Uh, that is the part where my brain says, what? So that number two was just a measure or amount of curving. And then we got into a whole specifically section with the tangents and the reciprocals and the radiuses. 3A, an abnormal curving as of the spine. What's the, Well, the, the spine naturally curves. There is a curvature to the spine and the neck, uh, but an abnormal curving would be also called curvature. I don't know why we have to... It's already got a curvature to it. I'm sure uh, doctors and chiropractors use this word in a very specific way. And 3B, a curved surface of an organ. Uh, well, first I thought of an organ like the piano organ, but I don't think that's what they're talking about. What organ in your body would be called... What what curved surface of an organ in your body would be called curvature? Uh, you know, I think they're all curved in some way. A kidney? Oh, yes. A kidney is very curvaceous. It's got curves. It goes to the in and the out. Maybe livers, pancreas, spleen, gallbladder, stomach... I don't know. Do they have a curvature? Bloop, 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 bloop. Next word is curve. First form, adjective from the 15th century. This one is archaic, and it means bent or formed into a curve. It is from Latin curvus, which is akin to the Greek kyrtos, which means convex. Also from Middle Irish, cruin, which means round. Uh, so convex, it curves outwards. So this is bent or formed into a curve. And for whatever reason, uh, we're not using this word in that context really anymore. Uh, I forgot to mention, this is actually our last word, curve. Uh, we've got three forms. So, boop, 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 boop. Second form of curb, curve is a verb. Curve is a verb. From 1594, starting with intransitive. Uh, no, no number for this part. To have or take a turn, change, or deviation from a straight line or plane surface without sharp breaks or angularity. If you are driving down the street and there's streets that are perpendicular to each other, if you turn left or right, this is a uh, this would be a sharp break. There's an ang you're turning at an angle. You know, it's a it's a sharp curve. So basically you're turning straight and then you turn left or right and it's a sharp curve. Uh, sharp turn. But a curve when you're turning, it's very it's more of a soft a soft, I'm, I'm moving my hand in a more gentle curve. You can't see it, but I'm explaining it to you. Just, you know, you turn the wheel a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, and you're going to do a big curve. Um, a racetrack is going to have a curve. There's no hard angles. Um, so that's, that's an example of a place where you would... Why am I explaining curve to you? You know curve, don't you? Now we have transitive. One, to cause to curve. Two, to throw a curveball to. 
and you would be throwing it to a batter. Three, to grade as an examination on a curve. And I think we will learn about that. Yes, we should be learning about that in the next form because that's a whole thing that maybe younger kids don't know about. Uh, But yes, grading on a curve, uh, you're curving the tests. Very last word, third form of curve, noun from 1666. And we've got a handful of definitions here. 1A, a line, especially when curved. As 1A1, the path of a moving point. Anything that moves um, organically, naturally. If you throw a ball, if you shoot a cannonball, whatever it is, if you throw something, if something is moving, because of gravity, it will naturally uh, take a curved path. It can't go straight forward and then straight down. It's always going to be in a curve. 1A2. A line defined by an equation so that the coordinates of its points are functions of a single independent variable or parameter. 1b. The graph of a variable. Uh, I'm trying to go back to my younger days when I was learning about this type of math. Is this like a variable? Is this like x squared? The graph of that is curved because won't get it, won't go into the details, but x squared, x cubed, something to a variable uh, will be curved. There's probably more to it than that. Apologies if I don't have it exactly right, but I'm in the right uh, realm. Number two, something curved as 2A, a curving line of the human body. The human body has many curves. Your feet are probably pretty curved. Your hands, your face, your hips, your knees, your butt. That's a curve. 2B, this is plural, so curves. Oh, uh, this um, synonym is parenthesis. So the parentheses are also just called curves because they are curved. One is convex, one is concave. I wonder I wonder if this is more of a British thing. Is it? Because I don't say that. 3A, this synonym is curveball. You see, if you say I'm going to throw a curveball, you can also say I'm going to throw a curve. 3B, the synonyms are trick and deception. Why is that? Well, you've, you've, uh, how do I say this? You've put somebody on a curve. You've curved them. You've curved uh, what they're expecting. You have tricked them. You have sent it off into another direction. And so that's a curve, I guess. Number four. Okay, this, this is a, a longer one, and this is the one about the students. A distribution indicating the relative performance of individuals measured against each other that is used especially in assigning good, medium, or poor grades to usually predetermined proportions of students rather than in assigning grades based on predetermined standards of achievement. So that was a lot. 
Uh, but if I remember correctly, basically what it means is there's a couple of ways to grade students. If you are not grading on a curve, then let's say you're giving them a test. Let's say 91 to 100 is an A. 81 to 90, maybe I should go the other way. 100 to 91 is an A. 90 to 81 is a B, etc. Or you can grade them on a curve, which means the person who has the highest grade, let's say they only got an 82, that would end up being an A, or around there would be an A. And then, based on that, you've adjusted their scores, and then you can break it up into sections of what's an A, a B, a C, a D, etc. Um, and so, typically, when you're grading on a curve, the people who would probably get a lower score end up getting a little bit of a higher score because the highest score uh, is now higher than it would be normally. But then there might be a person who's going to get 100 on the test, which means 100 is 100 is 100, and they've messed up the curve. Moving on to number five, the last one. This is uh, just a synonym, trend, T-R-E-N-D. The curve, the trend, how are things going? As in the example, a growth curve in advertising revenues. But now we have especially a prevalent trend or rate of progress. And this is often used in the phrases ahead of the curve and also behind the curve. As in the example, companies that are behind the curve in adopting new technologies. There's a trend happening and they are not on the trend, so they are behind the curve might not be so good for them in the long run financially. Curvy. That is an adjective. So the words that we had today in this episode, I shall read them to you now. Courtesy. Curtilage. Curtsy. Curtsy. Curule. Curvaceous. Curvature. Curve. Curve. And curve. Let's see. That one... Um, <laughs> not sure what to pick. Um, well, I think, I think mm, this is not uh, entirely true. Obviously, everything has its exceptions and whatever. But overall, as a society, as a culture, many people don't like to be curvaceous, and uh, I just, I just don't like that. I think that it, you got to be you. And uh, don't don't compare yourself to other people. There are these quote-unquote standards that are set by society and culture, and a lot of people don't like those. And uh, there's, you know, I'm, I'm very much thinking of uh, females because that's typically where this happens. You know, it's much more common for women to look at, oh, the models, the six-foot, very skinny models. And that's just unattainable unattainable and it's ridiculous and it's largely about genetics too so don't be worrying about that if you're curvaceous own it just own it do it be that love it love yourself be curvaceous curvaceous all right that is all i have to say for today 
uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can get a couple of these uh, guest episodes recorded sooner than later. One of them I have scheduled actually for uh, five or so days from now. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. I think that's fine. Thank you very much for listening to this. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. <laughs>